week 43, the power of the kingdom. We're looking at the parable of the sower. Yeah, he can have his drink. That's fine. The parable of the sower from Matthew 13. You don't need to flip there because I've put it all on this page for you. But the main question is, how does the kingdom of God grow on earth? The kingdom grows through the preaching of the word. Primarily, there are other things that we do in our worship of God and our, in our ministries, more than just preaching. But John the Baptist came preaching. Jesus came preaching. Jesus sent out his disciples to go preaching. The apostles were preachers. The early church pastors are meant to be preachers, preaching of the word because it's the word that's the power of of salvation. It's the word of God that is the power of sanctification to spread the kingdom of God on earth. The kingdom grows through the preaching of the word. Remember God's kingdom. It's his reign of salvation in Christ. You could also say his rule of salvation. Either way, I get I use reign just because I get that from 1 Corinthians 15, 25, for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. Um, it's another way of talking about how Christ sits at the right hand of God. How Christ rules over all things with all authority in heaven and on earth. Now he has sovereign authority. Christ, our representative, reigns in heaven with the authority of God. And he's building his church, spreading his kingdom for the salvation of souls. Here's the parable, Matthew 13, 1 through 9, the parable of the sower. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and he sowed. Some seeds fell along the path. The birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up, but since they had no depth of soil, when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered. Other seed fell among thorns. The thorns grew up and choked them. The other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. So the sower is basically a farmer who's sowing seed. It's sown on all kinds of different um, surfaces, and that yields different results because of that. But it's the same seed that is sown everywhere. It's the same as we'll see, message. Matthew 13, 18 through 22, Jesus gives the interpretation of the parable. And now we'll read that. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, he immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil... This is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. So there are different surfaces, different hearts, 
that the seed is sown in and has different results. But it's not the fault of the seed. It's because of the difference of the soil, which is representative of how the word is received. What is the seed? Next question. The seed is the word of the kingdom. And you see that in verse 19. I underlined it for you. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom. The seed is the word of the kingdom. That means the preaching of God's salvation that's in Christ. And it means beckoning sinners to be saved through faith and repentance. Both of those things. The message about the kingdom. And then an invitation into the kingdom. That's, that's the church's message. That's the preacher's message. That's the preaching of the kingdom. Right? Preaching the reality of God's salvation in Christ. And then offering the invitation to come into that kingdom to receive that salvation through faith and repentance. That's the seed that is sown. Where is the seed sowed? It is sown in the heart of sinners. It's a good reminder that the essence of the kingdom is invisible. This is talking about an inward reality as the word of the kingdom comes into your mind and your heart. Look at what it says at the right in the well towards the end of verse 19. Verse 19 is a long verse. Um, the evil one snatches away what has been sown in the heart. So the seed is the word of the kingdom, and it's sown in the heart. And in the Bible, the heart represents you, right? the inner reality of you, your soul or your spirit, you could say. It's everything about you in the inward parts is your heart. That's where the message of the kingdom comes so it's a pretty interesting parable, and the overall message is simple. It's about the word of God, the message of salvation being sown into the hearts of people. And then the question is, how will they respond? You can flip it over, but look at the last question. And we don't have time to look at all the different responses, right? The path, the rocky ground, the thorns, and then the good soil. We can't get into all the details and the differences but you see that some of them early on looked like they really did receive the kingdom but when things got difficult they fell away or eventually they just got distracted and you're always going to have some who look like they really received the kingdom but in the end they didn't the last question to focus on though is who has truly heard and understood the kingdom of god only those who walk in obedience to christ now this is the expression of the kingdom that is visible and is outward. The essence of the kingdom is invisible. It is inward. It is the seed sown in the heart. But look at the very look at verse 23. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understand it. He indeed bears fruit and yields. In one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, in another thirty. So that seed doesn't remain just a seed. It sprouts up, it grows up, it matures, and it bears fruit. It yields a fruit. That's a, that's a long way away from just being a seed. So the true reception of the kingdom will be proven out in growth. Who has truly heard and understood the kingdom of God? Those who walk in obedience to Christ. That's what the fruit represents obedience to christ and i added some cross references here just so that we could understand 
This happens by the power of the word and the Holy Spirit, the word and the Holy Spirit. John three, five and six. Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of spirit is spirit. That just means that on our own strength, we'll never uh, change our hearts and enter the kingdom. On our own wisdom, we'll never change our minds and receive the kingdom. We need the Holy Spirit. Titus 3, 5, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Wherever you have the true receiving of the word, you'll have the work of the Holy Spirit. Wherever you have a true repentance and true faith, you have the work of the Holy Spirit. It's by the power of the word and the spirit. Finally, Ezekiel 36, 27. This is from the paragraph that's the background for John chapter 3, being born again. God promises, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. Be careful to obey my rules. I ended on that verse because it really is the Old Testament background for being born again. But also you can see clearly in this verse, if you look at it, the inward and the invisible, which is put my spirit within you. But then the outward and the visible, which is walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. That's a heart that's made new by the Holy Spirit. And then the result of that, or the fruit of that, is a life that's devoted to obedience, practical obedience. Both of those things. How does the kingdom of God grow on earth? Going all the way back to the beginning of this and the main point of this parable, through the word. Through the preaching and teaching of the word. The power of God's word. The power of God's spirit. And all of this is... uh, is the outworking of Christ's merciful, gracious reign of redemption from heaven. Let's pray.